Welcome to the Elite Sales Podcast, brought to you by Family First Life Elite. Don't forget to leave a review and subscribe. Now let's get into the show. So thanks for joining us this week on the Elite Sales Podcast. I'm very honored to be joined in here by one of my upline managers or one of my mentors within this business. And friends. Yeah. Friend, I think that goes without saying. <laughs> <laughs> but we have Andrew Taylor, integrity partner, uh, the founder of FFL USA. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Drove, drove all the way out from Las Vegas to, to come, you know, share a little wisdom and share what he did. And so we can kind of apply what we can and get better within our business. We also have John Backrun with FFL Elite Syndicate. What's up? What's up? So just to give you guys a little backstory, I mean, I started here four and a half years ago. And when I started, Andrew was one of the first guys I met. I knew Jack, you know, obviously mm. he brought me in. But I remember when I, when he was, he was like, Hey, you know, we could, we could meet with Andrew and Paul. And he talked about how, what a big deal you guys were. And <laughs> I was just thinking like from my previous company, I was just thinking, I wonder if he's going to be some like stuck up dude. And just, yeah. he's just, he's just going to like, you know, just not spend very much time with us. But, you know, we went into his office, we drove all the way out to Apple Valley, which is far. <laughs> and then, and then we, we met, we met up with Andrew, most normal, humble dude, just, just like a regular guy. And then like, I was like, this guy's got this big of an agency. So, I mean, like that, that, that kind of, it kind of showed me a lot about who he was. And then as the years continue to grow, I mean, like his agency has exploded because, you know, I think when we, when we first started, you were, you, you, your team alone was doing maybe like 300 families yeah, a month, three, something like yeah. that. Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't even that big. And that like was, when you came along, we probably had like 50 writing agents. Yeah. It didn't seem like that big of a company. It didn't yeah. feel like a big company. And it wasn't, it wasn't, we were excited though. Yeah, definitely. And then as the years kept going, I mean, you just, you, I just watched Andrew's business grow and grow and grow and grow until you got to the point where you got the integrity deal and now you know he's paid. So, yeah. But you know, the coolest thing is throughout this entire time, I've, I've always been a person that I need to make my own mistakes. I need to figure things out for myself. So I don't reach out too often, but, but it's nice to know whenever I call, whenever I text, he always calls me right back. He, he, he always gets right back to me. He's always available. And he's also the same, same person. So all this money, all this success, all this growth hasn't changed who he is. And, you know, that is one of the biggest attractive, attractive components within family first life. It's just that, you know, people are not making money off the backs of other people. People are not, you know, bringing in a bunch of people just so they can, they can not work and get rich. Cause you know, even now he's still always working. He's, he drove all the way out here to, to have meetings with us. So, you know, that's, I just want to say, I appreciate you. Yeah, man. I appreciate you guys. Mm. Thanks for having me. Of course. And congratulations, everybody. The top 10 and Jason, those numbers are awesome. And I, I spent, we went through my schedule. I spent 10 years in the field. So we did the math. It was 10,000 appointments. And every single week I went in the field and I know how hard it can be and how many things you have to overcome and how some you, you want to, well, if you're like me, you want to quit every three weeks because you have a, a bunch of no sales in a row or people being mean to you and co you're constantly getting better and overcoming and being more positive. So congratulations, everybody on, on that leaderboard. Yeah. Well, so if you, if, if you were in the field for 10 years and you ran about roughly 10,000 appointments, so should a thousand appointments a year should be what people be so I was for? running 35 appointments a week. Okay. So um, that was a full-time schedule for me. And my goal was just to sell seven or eight of them. And I was never like this crazy good salesperson. I think I got better over time the more I did it. But I was will I already calculated in the rejection and the no-shows and all this all the crap that you're gonna go through. Yeah. Well, because you I mean, you're kind of it's hard to read you sometimes because you're not very outwardly yeah, emotional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, you're a person and, you know, you tell, you, you say sometimes when you're like, oh, this sucks. And like, you know, you're upset about stuff, but you just don't let it show. Right. Yeah. And dude, it, to me, going out in the field every week, it does suck. But anything fun, I mean, anything worthwhile sucks sometimes. Yep. And I just kept that perspective of, what else was I going to do? Dude, I was bagging groceries. So I go, okay, if I write one policy, I make the same amount of money than a whole month at the grocery store. Yeah. And I would always go back to that. Yeah. And then it didn't sound so bad. Right. But people complain. I mean, it's always, it's always like, what's your alternative? 
What's your alternative? <laughs> and dude, it's easy to complain. You want to know something funny? I caught myself complaining like a few weeks ago. And then I was like, wait a second. I have everything I always wanted. Why am I complaining right now? So you also have to like remember to enjoy the whole, the whole process of what you're going through. And you brought up money. Dude, if you're not happy now, you won't be happy with money. It's not going to change you being happy. So all this stuff, like hard work, helping people, like becoming a better person, it sounds corny or cliche or whatever. Mm -hmm. Dude, that's what makes you happy. You know? And I know from personal experience. Yeah. So... Where do we stand right now with FFL USA as a whole? Like where, like, where do you see this going? Like, what's your vision? Like, what's the goal? Um, so right now we have 5,000 writing agents on like a yearly basis, roughly. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, it's still extremely small in the world of the insurance world. There's 2.5 million agents that have their license. I think that what we have to offer is it's one of the best things you're going to find, but it's also people that are good people that want to help you. Like you're Albert, you'll, and both you guys, you guys will go out of your way to help people. You're not trying to think about how much money you can make off of people. You'll, and we have a lot of people like that. So my goal is to keep, to, to keep growing, but really let people define their own success. And I kind of want to let people go, Hey, if success to me is writing three apps part-time, then that's, I'm happy with that. Cause that's an extra, that's extra money for that person. Maybe that's success to them. If success to somebody is having more time and living like a minimalist and not having nothing, but only needing to write a couple apps so they can go play their guitar at Venice beach. <laughs> then I'm cool with that. If somebody goes, I want to, I want to, I want to blow up a, an agency and, and do a deal with integrity, then we want to help. We want to help them do that. And, and that's my goal, man. Keep helping people. And I read that 60% of people have some part-time job and the average, and I don't know if the stats are correct or how accurate they are, but the average person makes like $300 a month with their part-time job. So I always relate that to my mom. She's always made candles in the garage and sold them. She probably makes two to 300 bucks a month doing it. Now, a lot of people don't know the opportunity we have where somebody could make, they could write one application over the phone and the amount of income that they could make could could literally change their whole financial situation like dude imagine an extra four or five thousand dollars to somebody working part-time which is possible to do you know yeah but dude i'm excited man i think uh i think we got a bright future ahead of us so for those of you guys that don't know i mean andrew's agency is bigger than most other imos out there yeah accurate statement yeah I mean, which, which is weird. Cause I mean, all of them that I know of, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're talking, we're talking about that. And I was, I was like, I was telling somebody, I'm like, I'm like, isn't that crazy that like Andrew Taylor, his, his agency is bigger than most IMOs out there. And then someone was like, yours actually is too. Yeah. Yours is too. <laughs> right. So I'm like, hey, that's yeah. Look at us. Good job to all of you guys. But you <laughs> yeah. <know. laughs> dude. But I mean, I think, I think that's like the really cool part. I mean, like all of you guys around here that are serious about building your, your agency. So it's not just like, I'm going to hire a few people. I'm going to see what happens. It's like, you have to be very intentional and deliberate about wanting to grow. But if you, if you can do that, I mean, your guys's agencies will be bigger than most other IMOs out there. And it's just, you have to kind of let things compound and continue to put in the work and continue to put people first. And if you do that, like we all have the same opportunity, your, your agency will be there. Right. And then, you know, just, uh, you know, we've been around for a while now. I've been around for about three, three and a half years. You've been around for four, four and a half. And, you know, Going back to how we saw Andrew just blow up the whole agency, it was crazy because what what I saw from that background was like Andrew just like took on the recruiting role like crazy. How many legs did you have before you had Integrity Deal? I say? mean, I so I think I had like eight direct groups and 
that's I tried to build within those groups, mm-hmm. you know. And then even back then too, like you, you and Paul were like one of the few people that started off like having those rollouts of events left and right, and just having conferences left and right, which was like a big thing when you know FFL had multiple agents in certain states. I remember you know people were tackling Texas, Florida, and now look yeah. how crazy that is now. So right? one thing, yeah, and one thing to remember is like this is kind of a weird business because you could recruit somebody and and they're just watching a video online and they only get to see you on a podcast. They don't really know you and they don't even know if it's real. Right. And you got to think like how, how let's say I was in my bedroom watching a video. It's not that exciting. So my goal was always to get in front of people so they can meet other people doing it. And there's mm-hmm. proof of concept. Like if they could go meet Jason and see how many applications he wrote, and they could talk to them and it becomes a little more real and a little more motivating. So part of my goal is I used to be everybody's, um, I would try to give them pep talks and it okay. doesn't work. It doesn't work. But if I could get them around other people or get a, get them to some of these trainings and get them plugged into everything, then they'll figure everything out themselves. And it's a lot more powerful than me just going, dude, you're awesome. Right. Like you're going to, you'll do great, you know? Yeah. And you get to hear it from a different person because sometimes, you know, if you've spoken to someone more than enough, they'd start tuning you out. Right. They actually don't even hear you. (laughs) Right. Like I just had this conversation. So I, have you ever had like floaters in your eyes? Like if you look at the sun, you can see little like dots moving Yeah, after images. Okay. So I thought I was like dying because I could see black dots everywhere. (laughs) My doctor thinks I'm a hypochondriac. So I'm blowing up my doctor. I'm like, dude, I'm seeing black dots. I need you to do blood work. I need you to do all this stuff. He's like, dude, go see an eye doctor. I go see an eye doctor. They're like, dude, everybody has these. And I'm like, why am I just seeing them? They're like, you've always, they're, they're always there. Your brain just stops recognizing them. Yeah. And, so, but if you try to pay attention to them, you'll notice them. Yeah, it's the right? same thing. It's the same thing. If you're like, you know, you guys don't see it when you guys are looking, you have two eyes, you can actually see your nose. Right. But we stop looking at our nose until you start paying attention to your nose. Oh, it's there. Yeah. So, so I always use that example of like, if I'm working with an agent, they will tune me out because it's just familiar. So if I could get them around other people, then they'll hear the same thing, but in a different way, or maybe they'll pay attention because they just don't hear that voice all the time. Right. Yeah. So the every dude, anyone who wants to be like everyone listen to me because I'm the greatest trainer of all time and I know everything, they have a hard time growing a, a business. Well, I mean, that I think that's that's very true because we had John Whitmore in here last week. And you know, Andrew's actually not, I mean, I don't reach out to every, to anybody like all the time because like I said, I, I need to like figure stuff out for myself. I'm okay with making the mistakes and I'm okay with asking, you know, when. I can't figure it out. So Andrew's always been very available for any time that I needed. And I, and I, I definitely appreciate it. And, and I say this with all sincerity, obviously I'm a little bit biased, but no knock on all the other teams, but we're in the best place with yeah. FLUSA. Cause you know, we have the right, the right leadership and, and, you know, and Andrew's just like a straight up honest guy. So, I mean, I've always really appreciated that aspect, but you know, even though like I, I don't talk to Andrew that often, like when he tells me certain things, I'm like, okay, cool. And I, 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 I accept it. And then, now, every so often, like if I get stuck at a certain thing and then like he talks to me again, I'm like, okay. And then he tells me again, I'm at, like, it gets to the point where it's not that I necessarily don't believe what he's saying, but then it's kind of like, we've heard the same thing over and over yeah. again. And if I don't, if I can't change it, a lot of times it's me. I just, I have to look inward and yeah, maybe something but, I need to change. Yeah. But to hear from John Wetmore last week was just like, he basically said all the same stuff you mm-hmm. did. But it was but like you, a different perspective. But it's yeah, our first but time it listening to better. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But check this out. So that, I've talked to people and if you're, if you're frustrated mm-hmm. in this business, it's normal. Yep. Okay. It's part of the deal. I've wanted to quit hundreds of times. There's always been things that have bothered me. So it could be lead types. It could be uh, whatever. They've always bothered me. Now, some people live in the world of just focusing on those things. And what I did is I said, I'm not going to focus on any of the things I can't control. 
I'm going to focus on all the good things. And dude, that will change your entire business. But if you live in the world of this didn't go my way and this didn't go my way and I don't like this, it's never going to work. It's never going to work. And you can work anywhere and you're going to have these same things that are going to come up and bother you or similar things. Something is going to bother you. Yeah, it's true. Because well, what you're really doing is you're training your mind into a negative attitude. Exactly. And then you just keep on looking at the negatives all Dude, day, every day. You, yeah, if you did that, I don't know, man. But but I've always told people, dude, I think all leads suck. Yeah. And I think they're all good. Right. I've never had like this perfect scenario. Dude, it was always hard work for me. Yeah. Yeah, we had Zach Tordowski on a couple of weeks ago. And that's the thing, like, you don't need to close them all. So, I mean, if you think, oh, because I didn't close all of them, right, and book that many out of this batch, it's like, that's, <laughs> create some more realistic expectations for yourself. Like, don't, don't be so disappointed over something that, you know, you concocted this formula in your head mm-hmm. and it was never supposed to be, be that way in the first place. So, you know, just, just ask the right people and just, just keep plugging away at it. And plus, you know, and, Andrew's right. I mean, like, if you, it's whatever, if you choose to focus on, not only will it improve, you choose to focus on things you can control, not only will it improve your business, it'll improve your life. You know, it's, it's like whatever we choose to focus on, like it's like the whole nose thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's there. It's there regardless. It's there. Are you looking but at it? It's whatever you want to put your attention to. Yeah. So what what can we do here at Elite to if we want to grow, if we, if we want to improve? Like what's what's specifically for us? Yeah, from a macro level of you looking in from I, other agencies and whatnot. Yeah, I, I don't know like exactly, but I'll tell you guys some things that really helped me, okay? Yep. So when the company opened up, um, I was like, I wasn't really serious. Like I wouldn't call people back for days. Okay. Agents or clients? Both. <laughs> and one time I, I was like, I'm going to go on a camping trip. And I was, t- I was so out of shape. And my friend's like, let's go backpacking. And it's like a five day trip. And I'm like, okay. And then I go get all this camping stuff. Dude, I start Googling like about bears <laughs> and like, I'm watching like this dude get eaten by a bear. So then I'm getting all paranoid. I go buy all this bear spray. Um, <laughs> everyone's making fun of me. Cause I'm like, I'm, I, I took it with me, you know? And I'm like, you're going to be laughing until we see a bear and I have this, you're going to be running behind me. But anyways, I, I disappeared for five days and didn't tell anybody. And I was dying up there, by the way. Like, it was one of the hardest things I ever did. And I was out of shape. But I disappeared. Dude, my phone was blowing up. My voicemail was full. I, when I got back out of the, the mountains, I'm like, okay, I, I want, like, a f- hot meal. So went straight to get pizza. <laughs> and uh, one of my voicemails was Sean Mike. Oh, man. Ooh. And he's like, you, you know, he's like, like, no wonder your business is so small. Like you don't answer your phone. That's what people that owe people money do. They don't answer their phone. No one's going to trust you. Your clients probably think you stole their, uh, their, you, they probably think you took off with their money and scammed them. Agents need help. Like, dude, he, I'm not even going to tell you how crazy it was. He went off on me. Right. Yep. Now I'm glad he did that because I made a, uh, I made a commitment to, if I'm ever going to do something like that, I'm going to communicate with people so they know, and I'm going to create like some support system where they're not just left with nothing. The other thing was I made a rule of which majority of the time I have my phone that I'm going to call everybody back every day. And I started calling customers back every single day and agents back every single day. And dude, I saved so many policies because what would happen is what I realized is if a customer called me and I didn't answer, they would get frustrated and I didn't call them back. They would get frustrated. And if they were thinking about canceling, they were definitely going to cancel. Now I didn't want to call them back because I didn't want them to cancel. Sometimes I'd be like, I'll call them back in two days because I don't know what's going on. So I realized uh, attack that upfront. 
and then be there for agents. So, dude, just answering my phone and calling people back changed. It sounds stupid, dude. That changed my business completely. The other thing would be sh- sharing good news. So, like, I don't even have to guess because I know because this is the way people work. You can get in this little circle of negativity, mm-hmm. and you you talk to people and do negativity is maybe funner to talk about. I mean, look at the news. Yeah, they wouldn't. They're not sharing like all the good stuff going on. So if you can like, don't let yourself get in any circle where it's constantly negative of what's going wrong. And I was in one of those circles and I, and I completely removed myself from it because it was just cancerous for me. And it was like, constantly conspiracy things why is this this way why is this this way what did this person do this for why did this person get an agent given to them and you didn't get that person and it's like dude i shut all that down and i just said my my whole goal is going to be to deliver good news to people and dude when someone delivers good news to you it's contagious and it changes your whole entire day so like Paul, Paul McLean hired me. He would, he would call me and he'd go, dude, I just helped a family. And I, I wrote seven applications in the home and all this stuff happened. Dude, that would change my day compared to my other friend that would call me and go, these leads suck. Yeah. Like the lead, these leads suck is literally draining my bank account. And I don't even know it. Mm-hmm. The, I just helped these people is putting money in my bank account. So I made this rule, like when I'm talking to, to somebody, my goal is to, ch- I'm s- spreading good news and I'm fighting the urge of negativity. And dude, I started living like that and I've gone back, dude, I've gotten sucked back into it before too yeah, and had to get back out of it. But dude, it does nothing. And if that's, if, if that's the, the environment you're in, you have to, you have to get out of it. That's big, man. Small mind, you know, mind change concepts. Dude, and the other thing is this. Like, I used to compare myself to everybody else. Right. Dude, it stole all my joy. Mm -hmm. And and then I was just like, dude, these are, this is the hand I was dealt. I'm going to do the best with what I have. I don't care what anyone else does. I don't care what they get. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. I'm going to work on what I have. Dude, and it, it just, it helped me a lot. Dude, comparing yourself on the leaderboard to everybody, sometimes you don't know exactly. Now, it's good to compete. Right. Okay. But it's different when you go, how were they able to do this? And I wasn't. But it's like, dude, I don't know. Maybe they've been in sales for 10 years and you just got out of high school. Yeah. And maybe they have a background with people. Or maybe, like, we know some people that could literally sell anybody. Mm-hmm. Right. We were just talking about them. Yep. Like, dude, no one can tell these people no. Maybe you're not as maybe you're not as good. Who knows? Maybe you'll get better. But dude, like if you just go, if your fulfillment of you doing your job comes from, I'm gonna if it comes from activity, that and that's what I learned. If I did the activity I promised myself I was gonna do, then I felt good at the end of the day. And over a month period, the numbers always ended up working out to what they should be. Yeah. So yeah, when people when people compare themselves, they they often only focus on the things that make themselves feel better about themselves because they're like, how come that person's doing this? Like they must have got help. They must they must be doing something something wrong or whatever it is. When reality is like, maybe they work a lot harder than you. Maybe they spend a lot more in leads. Maybe the they're other, more serious about their business. Like yeah, yeah, those are things you can control. So why not focus on those things? But I'll tell you what, dude. The 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 more consistent you are, the more lucky you get. Right. You know? So if, if there's a, if there's a new agent on here, mm-hmm. now that you have this much more experience, you obviously you've been able to develop some leaders along the way. You've been able to have, have direct legs that you've been effective with. If a, if a brand new agent comes on now, like what's, what's the main things they should focus on? Okay. So there's something that I always called creative avoidance and it's to try to do everything except dial and book appointments. That means it's to try to 
um, make a cool Facebook profile. It's to clean, get a cool desk, repaint a room in your house for your office. Make you some know? killer business cards. Make some killer, bi- <laughs> dude. Yeah. Make type, some, up, type up your whole phone script. Type up your whole, <laughs> your whole phone script. Uh, take a bathroom break constantly right before you're about to make a dial. I always say that this is creative avoidance. Everybody does it. You have to fight that. And the only thing you should do is start booking appointments. And once you book your appointments, and it depends on how you're doing it now with virtual, Mm -hmm. but once you book your appointments, then have somebody go over them with you. And that way you can be prepared. But the, the important thing is this, the first 100 appointments are practice. So if you could go and do this business is all ego. The only reason I was scared to, to dial was because of my own. I didn't want to hurt my own ego mm-hmm. of people telling me, no, dude, I wouldn't want to dial in front of people. I'd go in the corner and be like, I don't want anyone to hear me because I might sound stupid. Yeah. So understanding that like people are going to tell, you, no, you're going to have rejection, get through your first hundred appointments and then consider them all as practice and do it as fast as you can. So if you can get through hundred appointments in a month, you will be ready to go. If you get through your first hundred appointments in a year, that's going to suck. It's going to take longer for you to be familiar with all these different scenarios. You know, and that creative avoidance part is totally true. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember when I started, you know, I came, I came on board looking to build an agency. So I remember when I started, I was like, I was like, hey, Andrew, let's, let's go over the products. If I learn all the products, I'm going to teach everybody and blah, 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 and all, all this other stuff. And Andrew's like, dude, just, just go dial. And I'm like, I'm like, no, I'm just going to learn real quick. I'm just going to go teach everybody. And he's like, dude, just go dial. And I'm like, I don't think he wants to help me. Right. So <laughs> that's the way, that's the way I looked at it at the time. But you know, the, the thing with perspective is if you actually do this and you actually, the more time you put in yet, you, you actually grow, you look, I look back now and I'm like, yeah, I t- that's totally the right approach. Like, People reach out to me all the time, like, hey, can you go over all these different products with me? I'm like, for what? Like, you can't even get in the house. You don't yeah. even have leads. Yeah. Like, what do you, like, what do you need to learn for? And like, it's like, when, that, when we, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. And I, I, for sure, I'll pick up. For sure, I'll go over with you then. But, you know, until then, like, it's all creative avoidance. Yeah. Yeah. And it's almost like I, if anyone's ever, like, run, I'm sure everybody's run a mile at some point in time. Like, you do it in school. Most people probably have, but I always relate it to like, it sucks at first, but once your adrenaline kicks in, it's kind of, it gets easier actually, the further you get into it. And that's, that's how dialing is. Like you just have to get the first few out of the way. So not care either. And and you won't even know that you don't need to care until you do some of them. Then you realize this person, I'm never going to talk to this person again or no, they say no, they say no. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the time with dialing, it's just getting started. But once you're dialing, you know, if you turn on your phone burner, it keeps going for you. Dude, yeah. So for so that's that's for a new agent. Just just get your leads and dial. Now, if some someone comes on board and they they start having a little bit of success, or even before then, they they have a warm market and they want to bring some people in. If you're looking to build a team and you're you're kind of new, like what should you be focusing on? Um I mean, if I was brand new and I'm building a team, I would be focusing on getting them to the trainings and plugged into everything and getting them to, to start taking like action and booking appointments. Same thing, you know? Um, I think it's important when you're building... And I'll tell this story to you guys. So you kind of have an idea. We we've hired a lot of people. How many people do you think have quit that I've hired? Thousands, thousands, dude. I've had now, how many people now think we're close to me? A A lot. And I've had, dude, one of my best friends quit. And was like, dude, you shouldn't do insurance. Like insurance sucks. And he told all my other friends, Andrew's in it. Like, I don't know what he's thinking doing that. Now, the reason I'm telling you that is because 
it's not for everybody. It's not going to work for everybody, but you can't let anyone else like steal your vision or your dream of what you want to do because it like, and you got to, you got to figure that out for yourself. But I go, you know what? I'm going to keep going. And then a few years later, they're like, dude, I always knew that you were going to kill it in insurance. You know, I mean, <laughs> flipped it on you. Huh? I'm your biggest supporter. <laughs> Can I borrow some money? Can I come over? <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's important to know that, but, and, and dude, we're, we're not responsible. I don't take responsibility for somebody's failure or their success, yeah. mm-hmm. but I used to take responsibility for their failure. And it was exhausting. And then I realized like, all I have to do is tell them what I'm doing that's working and they can do it or they, or they don't have to, but it, it's not my fault. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I used to internalize a lot of that too. Cause I remember every time like someone quit, I would call you. I'd be like, Oh, this person's leaving because of this, because of that. And like at the time it felt, it felt that way because I bought into it too, which is why, by the way, if you if you complain to other people, it's a very selfish thing because mm-hmm. it's, it's totally an ego driven thing because you're just trying to justify why you didn't have success. So you're, it'd be like me going to John, be like, "Yeah, these leads suck, huh, John?" It's not can't be me. Yeah, but dude, if you said, "Dude, these leads are legit," you just have to expect this out of them. Yep. He could have a completely different experience. Right. right. Yeah, I remember when I started. <laughs> And I, we came in with the, our, one of our best friends and then we were, her and I were having like difficulties with the lease because of course it's brand new and we don't know what we're doing and we're complaining to Albert and it used to kind of piss me off because Albert would just have the same answer. You just have a small sample size. I'm like, what do you mean small sample size? These leads suck. <laughs> but now like looking back at it, as you get into to having more agents come in, it's like, it's true because like you're complaining based on the leads of how many people you called, how many people, people you spoke to. If you're like first weekend or maybe first phone dial in. Right. But (laughs) you guys have, you guys have heard of like placebos, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like they give you a sugar pill and tell you it's like some crazy brain functioning thing. And all of a sudden you feel smarter. Mm -hmm. Okay. Dude, we would take the same batch of old leads yeah. And we would give them to someone and go a new agent and go, dude, these are, these are brand new. And they're like three years old. Or you could tell them this is the best leads. These are the and best they would leads. just have a great dude, enthusiasm. We gave it. the, we gave the same batch of leads to like, I don't know, 10 people. And they'd be like, these suck. These suck. These suck. Well, this kid comes in. We go, dude, these are awesome leads. Here you go. Dude. He booked 51 appointments. Wow. We were all like, what the heck? Dang. We couldn't believe it. He was just calling them like they were brand new. You filled out a form in the mail. I'm coming over to give you the information. Boom, 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 boom. Right. Imagine if we said these sucked. Yeah. Yep. So the, going back to your story, uh, it's funny. It's funny now because I remember, I remember the two of them were complaining <laughs> to me all the time. And I was, I'm, I'm like, I legitimately believed, yeah, it's small. It's too small of a sample size. You can't really judge it on that, which we didn't know that much about the business at the yeah. time, you know our lead, our lead systems like totally blossomed since then. Like mm-hmm. back when we yeah. started, yeah, you know, so a lot, it's come a long way, but I remember at the time, like they kept complaining to me and they're like, these leads suck, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's, you need a bigger sample size. You just, you just need to do it more. And like, it wasn't me being glib. It was just, I'm like, what else, how, how else are we going to get around this? Like we yeah. just have to just power through. And then the thing, the funny thing is, you know, all those complaints that I was hearing from, from, from them, from John and from, from our friend, um, he has to deal with the same stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so she's on the other foot now. So I'm like, enjoy. <laughs> well, on the side note on that, we had, we had lunch. It was just her and I, and, I and, and, you know, she was thinking about going back to our old company. And I was like, to me, it's like, I don't have an option B. I'm going to go figure this out. Right. I'm not going to go back. So oh, I, yeah, that's hard for your ego to go back. Yeah, and then that, and it was it wasn't a good situation. We had a falling out with our director, so we were we had no choice. We're not. Oh, gonna you know. weren't allowed back. <laughs> no, we burned the ship. <laughs> they they burned our ships. <laughs> so, um, when when it comes down to your mentality on that, it's like, dude, even though you complain, you got to just have the mentality of, do I have a solution? Because if you don't have a solution, I learned that from Sean Mike. You're just complaining, and when you complain up or you complain to someone else around you, dude, you're bringing them down. 
right? Misery loves company. So you're, you're stealing their enthusiasm. You're stealing their, their opportunity by slamming your experience on them before they even experienced it. Right. So as you guys all know, Andrew's an integrity partner. You know, so, I mean, I think, I think generally most people know it's a big deal. It's, it's, it, it sounds really good. A lot of people want to pursue it. A lot of people want to, would, like, would like the opportunity to be able to get it. So why don't you, why don't you, why don't you explain, like, what's the integrity deal? In yeah, the, so basically, simple? like, uh, we're all independent contractors. Mm-hmm. So you, you all own your own businesses because you're, we're all 1099, right. okay? Integrity is a um, company that partners with you by acquiring your business, but then giving you ownership in theirs. So the reason this was so attractive, attract, attractive to me is they said, you know, we own all these companies and we're diversified over Medicare and, and long-term care and all these other different things. And we want to partner with you and pay you out for your business, but also give you equity in our business. To me, that was a good move because it's diversified. It's not just me. So it's it. Now I get to participate in the growth of a bunch of other amazing, massive companies in the industry. And I'm, I'm a part of the, the umbrella of the companies. Now integrity, this is their business model. So I, I asked the question of, would they keep doing it? Because I'm like, why would they keep doing it? Well, their goal is to um, like me selling a policy is like them partnering with a company. So they go, why would we stop doing that? That's our entire business. Okay. So there, there's a lot of really cool things about it. Obviously the money, which doesn't suck when, yeah. <laughs> when they sent it to me, I'm like, can you send me an e uh, like this in a DocuSign right now so I can sign it. So you can't back out. <laughs> Because it was cool, you know, it was awesome. Um, they have a ton of support and, and dude, they take care of employees, all of your employees well. And they, dude, it, it kind of get puts, it's funny because I went so heavy in, you know, being my own boss and having all these expenses and employees. And then I went back to like, they take care of everything. They take care of the employees. They pay me. They, you, you got stock in the company. You have, uh, they pay. They take over your business expenses. It, dude, it's a cool deal. Yeah. And Even uh, benefits too, right? You got benefits. You got health insurance. You mm-hmm. got, dude, you got everything. Staff gets. Staff your gets. Staff gets. Dude, they have. You'll you'll have to Google this, but. Dude, they paid like $51 million out to the employees and because they also make them part owner. Yeah. And it was like the biggest pay. Don't quote me on any of these numbers. Go look it up. I think it was on CNBC or something. You could Google it. Integrity Marketing Group, CNBC, or one of these news networks. Dude, it's amazing. It's, it, and it's good people and it's the best of the best in the industry all on one team. So the idea is, if all the best of the best in the industry can be on one team, what could we accomplish? Now, one of my goals is for the people who want to do this is to help them do it. Mm. And we've had, I don't know, 25 people that we work with be able to do the same thing for their families. Yeah. Uh, and that's what it's all about, man. So how, how it sounds kind of mythical for a lot of people. How, how do you achieve it? Like if we're, we're, if yeah. we're, we're building, like what do we need? to? Sure. So, it what 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 they're interested in is uh, like EBITDA. Yeah. So you gotta you have to have a profitable business, and I don't know because I'm not like I'm not on the M and A team. You know, I don't know exactly what it would be, but what I've seen work for people would is to get to a point where you have a a you know, one to $2 million a month agency mm-hmm. and it's structured with multiple different groups under you. 
So not just under one group or not just under right. two groups, but it's structured, structured under multiple different groups. Yeah. Um, now the crazy thing is like, that's not that many agents. It's a couple hundred agents. Mm. And sometimes I look at some like network marketing companies because insurance has yeah. a network marketing feel and vibe sometimes, and similarities yeah. to it. Yeah. Right. But the nice thing is, is you can make money without having to recruit people. You can just go sell, right. but it has similar aspects, right? Sure. Uh, team building, the hierarchy, overrides, yeah. things like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like some people were telling me I had 86,000 people in my downline and MLM. And I'm like, how much money did you make? And they're like, 2000. <laughs> yeah. 2000. And I, and I got a, a car allowance. <laughs> yeah. But the point is, is it's not that many people. Mm. So if you chunk this debt, if you chunk your goal down and you go, okay, how, how do I find five good people? And then how do I help them find good people? It's not, dude, it's not that crazy. It's not that crazy. How, how would you recommend people structure it? Because you, you kind of mentioned you can't be one leg. And can you explain why it can't be one leg? Yeah. So if you just hire one, one person, then everything's under them. Yep. And eventually you'll lose your, your spread and the bonus won't be very big the mm-hmm. way FFL set up. You'll, your bonus will be penalized because the idea is you're not doing it. They are. Yeah. Right. Okay. So what I always did is I would try to get a group self-sufficient and then I would start working on a new one. And I always did that. So if, if like Albert, if you guys haven't been here, I mean, he's got an awesome office. He knows what he's doing. He doesn't need me every day there. So what I would be doing is I would, I would go find a new group to start building. Um, and, and I got to like eight released, good groups, right. you know, and I would help out with all of those different ones. How, how wide would you, how many, how many legs should, should you aim for? There should be a range, right? Yeah. I think you, I think you need, like, mm. I've hired a lot more than eight to have eight. Right. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you shouldn't go like super, it can't, can't be like, I have 3000 people direct. Well, yeah. Me. If you have 3000 people direct you, how are you going to help them all? Right. So like, Think about it like a military. I don't know that much about the military, but I know that there's like a hierarchy of commanders and generals and all these different things. Okay. So my, my idea would be like, I have, if I could have 10 people and they have 10 people and they have 10 people, then everyone can have support and communication through everybody. So that ideally that's what, that's what I tried to do, you know? Which by the way, Andrew brought up a point earlier. He's, he's, he said, you know, I, I appear to know what I, what I'm doing. Yeah. That doesn't mean I always know, but I'm, I'm figuring it out. But the thing is like, you know, you have, you have to also like understand as you're, as you're building, cause we've heard this plenty of times. It's like, Oh, how come they only help this group and they only help, they, they don't help me that much. It's like, dude, if you know what you're doing, that's actually a compliment. Mm. Like I took, I always took it as a compliment. I was never like, how come Andrew doesn't spend enough time with me? Cause I, you know, there's, if you want help, there's accountability. It's like, it's two way street too. That's true. Yeah. But dude, this is the other thing. Like, I don't always know what I'm doing. Right. I'm just doing stuff. Yep. Like I'm trying things. And if it doesn't work, I try something else. And I don't always know the answers, but I'm just doing it. I'm not, I'm not going to do nothing. Right. I've like, always appreciated that about you. Cause sometimes I'll call you and I'm like, I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. Then you're like, well, I don't either. I, I don't know. And I'm, like, I'm like, okay, cool. As long as you tell, because it would it'd be much more it'd be much more of a waste of time if you if you didn't know and you just told me like, oh, just go do this. Yeah. And then you're yeah. sending me down the wrong path that you wouldn't follow yourself. It's like, yeah, yeah. You know, as you grow into the business, right? Like you see teams growing. Like I'm pretty sure you've dealt with a lot of agents with big egos that are Dude, complaining, doing this. That's my thing. job. Yeah. yeah. How do you how do you get around to that? What what's what have you noticed? What 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 could you share to where how you've figured out things in the with business? big egos mm-hmm. or dealing with, you know, managers, big egos and whatnot, or, or appeasing everyone and not appearing to favor play favorites. Cause yeah. a lot of the stuff, a lot of stuff's not logical. It's not rational stuff. They're just, they get emotional at times. Yes. We're all human. Mm-hmm. Dude. And that's, what's going to happen anytime you have a lot of people around each other. 
Right. So I know that that's normal. Um, dude, I just, I try to listen. I'll listen to people. Um, and then I'll, I'll share with them like something similar that happened to me. Cause we've all done the same stuff. Uh, but like, and I'll try to teach people like, look, do you want a big ego or do you want a big business? Because collectively working as a team, we can do much more than just everybody being there, tr just trying to get whatever they can for themselves, mm -hmm. you know? And it's funny you bring that up because there was a point in time where like, I wouldn't want to share anything with anyone. I remember that phase. I wouldn't want to give them any information on leads I was using. Everything was a secret. <laughs> and Dave Anderson has a book about this and he calls it like, I forgot what it was, but he's got these different categories. One of them's called an undertaker. Right, right. And that's the complainer that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Like he's in the organization just taking and, and gossiping and not, not trying to do anything to provide any value. Yeah. And then you got the game changer. Mm -hmm. Oh, the next one was like the playmaker. The guy's doing good, but he's not really sharing with anyone. And then the game changer was the guy who's like, dude, I'm going to share everything I'm doing because I want to help everybody. And I don't care if I don't get something from it. But he goes through all these examples of people that are like that, how much more successful they are than everybody else. So the guy sharing everything, helping everybody, no matter what, his success is so much more than the guy going, hey, let me hide all my all these secrets from everybody because I want to do better than them. Yeah, it's a scarcity mindset. Right? Scarcity mindset. And that's, that's true. I mean, we, we all know people that are like, uh, I'm not going to share the secret, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm just going to keep it for my team, which I'm like, cool. I guess that's, that's your, that's your prerogative. That's, that's your, your right, I guess. But the thing is they always get capped out at a certain point anyway. Exactly. You know, it's like that, that secret can only take you so far. Like, why not just do the work? Why not just like find, yeah. find a way that can actually scale like, yeah. a legitimate way. Yeah. But yeah, man. Um, I, one thing, like if I, if you can take anything from this, it's, to enjoy it mm. like it's not it doesn't have to be something that you don't enjoy like enjoy meeting with people enjoy enjoy the thrill of this getting sales enjoy your life you know and don't get dude it ain't, that's what i realized like I, I would get to the point to where like i would be getting depressed if i didn't hit certain numbers or whatever and i'm like dude life's too short. Mm. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to, I'm going to go through, um, the activity that I said I would, I'm going to hit the dials, the appointments, I'm going to be a good person. And then whatever happens from there, it is what it is, but I'm going to enjoy it. And I'm going to, and, and what's weird is when you start enjoying it, you start to be so much more successful because people want to do business with you yeah you know people definitely gravitate to people that are yeah, positive like they that. do it's true and you show up with a customer and you're smiling and they're like why are you here i'm i'm your new insurance agent and it's just a completely different vibe than this serious yeah you know i gotta i gotta sell or else i don't get paid on this one <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm not gonna eat negative ned yeah <laughs> but and and when you do that when you when you only focus on the activity you're gonna get so good and you don't even know it you know because you you you're getting so much practice well appreciate all the perspective you're sharing with us before we let you go let, let me ask one one more question like now that you know everything that you know what would you do differently if you were able to start over again right now oh man okay so i was very conservative reinvesting into like staff and infrastructure uh -huh. and i i was sidetracked by real estate because which real estate's awesome yeah but i wanted to invest in real estate for one reason because like houses can't talk <laughs> and they can't call you and complain yeah right so i'm like that'd be pretty cool but then you realize you have tenants yeah, and they tenants. do talk <laughs> and they will pour concrete down your toilets and not pay rent. Oh man. So 
what so i was sidetracked and i'm like okay i want to invest all this money dude if i could go back i would have had 10 recruiters i would have kept them if if they i would have monitored their recruits mm -hmm. how many recruits they're bringing in and what the conversions are and if the revenue was more than i was paying them then i would keep adding recruiters and i would have grown dude we we would be we would be so much bigger because when it comes to hiring staff what's the fear Cost. What, what if i can't afford them right but what you then you just have to right. but if it is working then it's bringing in more revenue for your company yeah so why would you not want more of that so i would have been much more aggressive recruiting like dude there were this we're still in a in a place where most of the industry doesn't offer nearly anything close to what we offer they don't right. and people could say whatever whatever they want dude we we have the biggest target on our back cuz we're the biggest by far. So we have the most haters out of everybody, but dude, the, like, if you look at some of these comp models and some of these things, dude, it doesn't compare. It doesn't compare. They're trying you to can, copy what we're doing. You could nitpick at little things and go, Oh, this person's favorite. And this, dude, that doesn't mean anything. That's stupid. Cause they're, they're, they're covering, they're covering up all the other deficiencies. Correct. Right? Yes. Trying to distract you with this one shiny thing yes which may or may not even be true so what i'm saying is we're still in a place where it's a huge opportunity to do what i'm just talking what i was just talking about yeah cool i mean that's all great advice you know so you know I, i'm really happy that we got a chance to, to bring you on because i've learned from you directly you know it's just and it's, it's not even like any like any technical information really that i was like i was like well I'm, my mind's blown it's just every time like i feel like I'm stuck or I feel like I'm the only one, or I feel like I don't know what to do, you know, to, to get that extra perspective from someone that's already been there. And, you know, that's something that we all, you know, lo are looking forward to continue to do, continue to grow, continue to push, and then, you know, be that person for somebody, you know, go, go out there and build, build your business, have success, be able to reach back and pull somebody else up. So, yeah. And Hey, before we go, like, dude, you got an awesome team and something that you guys can do as a team is 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 make some goals and break them down individually okay like go like i'm looking at this like brianna brianna johnson's on here i don't know who that is but if brianna said my goal is to do x amount this month and then you guys all go you you publicly go through what you're going to do the month month of july this is what we're going to do and you guys help encourage each other and hold each other accountable. Dude, I did that all the time. Beginning of the month, we go, what's everyone going to do? What's your goal? And then we'd, we'd, we'd publish it like in a group chat or, mm -hmm. or something so people can see what their goal was. And we would all go try to do it, you know? But dude, like whatever you're doing, I guarantee you, you have double the volume in your group already, yeah. you know? You just gotta, you just gotta bring it out. Right. I believe so that too. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. And Brianna, you heard that. <laughs> yeah, Brianna. We see you, Brianna Johnson. <laughs> well, hey. yeah. you're, you're, on, you're on the uh, clock. So yeah. make, make those some good goals. Andrew Taylor is watching. Yeah. All right. See you guys. All right, guys. Appreciate you guys hopping on. You know, appreciate Andrew Taylor. Appreciate John. Appreciate all of you guys getting on. Let's go out there. Let's go out and help some families. Let's go be elite, guys.